This episode is brought to you by the Fantasy Football Dudes. If you're sick of losing fantasy football matches, you need to listen to the Fantasy Football Dudes podcast. Their latest episode, they give you insight to their dudes and their duds. They also always end it with something fun. For example, their fast food draft they just did. Make sure to give them a follow on Twitter at TFF Dudes. They're also on YouTube and Discord. Don't miss anything related to fantasy football. Listen to the Fantasy Football Dudes podcast. Thank you guys for listening and supporting Boyer Bulldogs. Go dogs. Well, so okay, so you're you're new here. Tell me what's it been like coming to uh well, I shouldn't say coming to Fresno, but uh, but as a head coach, what's it been like so far? Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been a whirlwind of a four months. You know, I got hired under Jonathan Winder and um, was expecting to just, you know, be assisting or not just, but to be assisting and kind of pictured that as my role. And, you know, I was head coaching in Seattle and I um, had been up there for five years. And um, so, yeah, I made the move in, pretty quickly in March and got started and was here for two months under him and then he got a new job. And so everything just kind of shifted, but it's been really good. I think just feel super blessed, um, to be in the position I'm in and to have the staff that I have, like, it's just been a really great transition and I, everyone's been really, um, welcoming and, um, you know, of course I think things are different for everybody. Like I think any change is just different. It's not necessarily good or bad or you know, whatever, it's just adjusting and, you know, adjusting to a new area for me and new people, but, you know, it's been really great. And I think, um, there's a lot to be said for just like the growth that can happen with a new environment and all of that. And so I know I've grown a lot in it, but yeah, it's been really good. So well, good. I wanted to ask you as a, as a head coach, what philosophy are you bringing to Fresno state? Um, are you taking uh, some things from winder you have your own stuff what what has been that what has that been like as you um bring your new philosophy to fresno state yeah so you know my coaching philosophy before even fresno state just kind of developing i think a, a person's coaching philosophy should always be you know you should look to evaluate it every year not necessarily that you're going to be like changing it up but evaluating it and, and um refining yeah, and I think you just learn and grow every year. And so that you're in the, the business. And so, you know, as an assistant for four years um, at my alma mater, you know, I had, I was kind of forming it and then becoming a head coach at Seattle Pacific for five years, I got, you know, I think you definitely find what you like and you don't like, and you're tweaking things and you're like, okay, this is, this is, I think more of me and who I am. And I think the longer you do it, you become, more yourself and you just are more comfortable in your own skin and, and understanding, um, that the things that you're passionate about and portraying to others are valuable and that, that they work. And, um, so then coming here, you know, I was really fortunate to learn under Jonathan for two months and to learn what he was passionate about. And I think something that, um, is really evident in this program is just a real, um, desire to be really great at, training and the little things and to provide an experience that girls are going to get better at volleyball and um, they train at a really high level. And so that's something that I've always been passionate about as well, too. Um, you know, I, you come in and you have volleyball as this tool to 
um, you know, speak into girls' lives because that is the common ground. And then you get to do so much more with them. And so, um, training at a high level. And then something that I really, um, love that Jonathan preached was the, the joy and passion for what you do it with. And I think those are elements that, you know, probably said a little bit differently, but elements that I really care about too. So, which is one of the reasons why I took the job. So long story short, you know, boiled all down. What is my coaching philosophy? Um, you know, I really coach to, um, use volleyball as a tool to, um, give girls the confidence and the passion and the capability to be great teammates in life. And I talk about that a lot, uh, with the group I've talked about it this week, um, just in some intro meetings that I've had with them and, um, you know, how are we going to be really great teammates in life? And I think you learn a lot about conflict and you learn a lot about, um, you know, good days and bad days and all the in between um, when you're playing. And so just using that to then they're going to be wives and moms and all these other things. And so, um, you know, my philosophy is like, are they leaving having a great experience? And that means hopefully some wins along the way. And then, um, you know, able to feel like, Hey, I can look back on this experience and know that like I was prepared in a lot of ways that I maybe wouldn't have been if I hadn't played. So I think my philosophy is very holistic. Um, and, but not wanting to ignore that volleyball side of like, we also want to win too. <laughs> right. Right. So. Well, one of the things that Aaron talked about that he's learning from you is oh, I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is good. It's good. Okay. It was, okay. He has to learn that uh, women bond to battle instead of battle to bond. Is, yes. that, is that true? We, yes, have to feel good to play good. And I think guys have to play good to feel good, which is another way to put it. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think, and that's something that's interesting having male um, assistants is I've never really had male assistants before. So that's been really, you know, I think they just say things and they mean what they say and they're like, this is how it is. And it's really great. We can get really fast to the point and it's, it's caused me to, um, yeah, not overthink so much. It's like, okay, if you want to do this and do it, don't read into the things that, you know, whatever, but they're, they're very like, no, this is good. And, or this is bad and, you know, and why, and so it's good. One of the things I was thinking of while you're talking was you mm. were an assistant for winter for two months in Fresno. Yes. So <laughs> I don't I, know how much assisting I did. I think I <laughs> was here. I was a body in the office. I didn't really, <laughs> so I, you, I, well, I, it, went, I walked down to practice and I observed and yeah, sorry. What? The, oh no. The, were you, did you come expecting having those two months like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to be a head coach. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that it was the role was I'm going to use it as a stepping stone to my next job. Little did you know, it was going to be here in Fresno. What was that like just spending two months and then boom, all right, head coach. Yeah. I don't know. And it's funny when I moved, I didn't even have the expectation or the, the desire. I hadn't been an assistant for so long. So I think I, I knew that there was things that I could grow in and get better at and that there's people smarter than me. And so you know, I knew that I could keep doing things with the resources I had for longer and I would have been totally fine. And I loved the spot I was in and was completely happy, but I also knew that I could grow in another way and it would be a new challenge that I'd never had. And so, um, I don't really know if I necessarily 
necessarily had that, like I'm using this to get to my next head coaching job. Like I, I think I was even unsure, like what was next in the future, if I wanted to be a head coach again. And, um, you know, it's definitely, I realized like the role that I'm comfortable in, but that doesn't mean that I was expecting, um, this <laughs> at all. Right. That's been the common question. And honestly, you know, it was, I had, didn't expect it. So, I really wasn't looking too far ahead, which is really, and I really truthfully do say that. So, well, I'm, we're, we're glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I know, uh, uh, my friends that are on staff are very happy and they have nothing but praise for you. So thank you. Uh, one of, one of the gals on staff, Ashlyn writing. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she has been doing a lot of media stuff and I, I asked Aaron about it. But I wanted to hear from you personally. Um, she's. It looks as though you're. You have. She's kind of building this brand, and you guys are building this Fresno mm-hmm. State volleyball brand. And it's something that um, Fresno State hasn't really seen before when it comes to women's volleyball. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I could kind of t- guess the why, but tell me the why and your reasoning for doing all this. Yeah. And I think that to give credit to Jonathan, that was really some vision he saw in hiring her of like wanting that role to be, you know, a bit more, um, social media focused and also, yeah, just marketing for who we are and promoting who we are and giving an inside look to Fresno state volleyball. So a lot of credit goes to him in really kind of shaping and molding that job description. Um, but then hiring Ash on his part was the perfect choice. And she's been such a blessing to me. Um, even just on a personal level, moving here and just so inclusive and made my experience moving here so great. But, um, she, yeah, it's such a blessing to work with because she really is up to date on like what's going on in the social media world, which is honestly a world that I did not grow up in. And, um, it's, I'm aging myself right now, but like, just not one that I'm like super passionate about, you know, and, um, I'm entertained by, but not super passionate about. And, but that is the future. And, you know, that is how people are communicating and we can see what's going on across the country from some random program because of what they're pumping out, you know, like, so she's putting us on the map. I mean, her, one of her first TikToks or, um, yeah, I think it was a TikTok. She posted had like 600,000 views. Like that's crazy. And I, I heard from a friend that coached on the East coast. She said, oh yeah, I saw your video on my favorites page. And it was the second one for that trend. And I'm oh like, my gosh. crazy, you know, and <laughs> Ashlyn's like not even a year into the job. So just seeing kind of like what's new right now and what we could do. And I, she was the most probably, um, stressed out about media day in a great way. And I, I saw, and I was like, wow, she cares so much. Cause for me, media day is like, okay, great. I don't have to be in front of the camera. Like this is their time. Like media day for me is relaxing. And I just was really impressed by her at the, she had like down to the minute, what, you know, we needed to cover and what we needed to do and, what would be great. And really her heart behind it, she wants the girls to be promoted and to have a great experience. And so, um, but it takes a lot of time to edit and put things up, but she's killing it. She's doing a good job. So if people around the country are seeing our TikToks, I think we're doing something right. So, yeah. So yeah. I've been told. So the young kids tell me. And and, <laughs> and I don't want to take any volleyball coaching skills away from Ashlyn too, because she also does that. She does. Yeah. She, she coaches as well. Um, more heavily in the spring and gives private lessons and yeah, she's a jack of all trades. So. Okay. Enough about social media. And I, I, I know, cause it's not our world. Let's talk <laughs> volleyball, but okay. volleyball is also not my world. So you're going to have to help me out here. 
Um, okay. Aaron and his mom uh, made me play when I was really little, but that's all I did. But <laughs> so, so uh, we're talking, we talked philosophy and philosophy and things like that. But right. as a volleyball team, and when it comes to skill sets, what kind of team are you building here? Yeah. You know, and I'm, it's interesting because even just, I've been a week in, um, to seeing the, um, new girls that have been added. And, um, one of them was under, uh, myself after I've got here. Um, I helped recruit her, um, a transfer, one of our, tra uh, setters is a transfer Hannah. Um, and so she was really the only one out of the five new young women that came into the program that I was a part of bringing in. Um, and I really, we had not seen her play in person to be honest. And she's been such a great fit and such a blessing, but, um, even then our recruiting process with her was not very long. So, um, cause it was a spring and we were coming out of a COVID year and all that. So, uh, yeah, so I, this last week is like the first three days of double days that we've had. Um, the first time I've seen everybody together, you know, I saw the nine that were previously here in the, in the spring, like for three weeks of practice and I've watched film and stuff, but you know, to be able to be in the gym with the totally new group and seeing them play together, I think we're kind of our, our mentality about what exactly we want to do is evolving. But this week we've been really working heavily on offense and, um, just establishing, you know, our first ball contact. And if we can be really good out of serve receive and just that first, first contact, um, whether it's defensively or serve receive, um, you know, if you can be really good early in the rally, then, uh, it's going to be helpful, you know, in the long run. And so just really establishing, like, are we confident off that first touch on like what we can run? I think introducing a couple new, um, sets here and there, we have some, some pretty athletic players. And so, um, that can learn quick, you know, across the net, some different plays and different things. We've been really focusing on that. So I think offensively, um, I hope we can, can be a bit of a force. And so, um, yeah, it kind of, that's always kind of evolving though, you know, and I think it's going to evolve even in the next week of like really hammering down, um, what we're going to be really good at going into our first tournament. Um, but yeah, I think like, you know, a challenge with any team is like, how do you utilize size where you have it? And then where you don't have size, how do you utilize athleticism? And we have some girls, I would say a strength is like, uh, just being able to jump and get up. And so utilizing that in, in certain sets and, and whatnot, and, um, expanding their range of what they can hit, um, you know, is going to be helpful. So offensively, I think there's some things that we can do well. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun to listen to you and, um, friends talk volleyball because I, all I know about volleyball is a bump set spike, right? That's yeah. what you do in volleyball. But, uh, talking with you, you know, it sounds more, there's, there's an art to it. Um, yeah. and it sounds like what you guys are doing is, Okay, we're gonna play to our strengths, and you know we're we're not gonna. I don't. Ha I'm not coming in with a what we're a set set in stone. This is how we play volleyball, and we're gonna do this. But you're adapting to who you have, um, which I find to be is the kind of the I don't want to say new way of coaching, but almost huh. the young. I would say the younger coaches under the age of sixty are. <laughs> I don't know. They're doing that now. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's all about too, like who you, who you can get to your program. And then, um, yeah, it's like, do you recruit to a system or do you adapt your system to who you have? And, um, yeah, maybe towards the end of being at Seattle Pacific, I had more of a system of like, and I think D2, you can get a little bit more flexible in certain areas, but, um, which is a deeper topic, but, uh, yeah, I think right now it's playing to your strengths, you know, who do we have and what's going to be, what's their best attack or what can, is it worth teaching them this attack? Can they be good at it? I think we're exploring that right now, like introducing a couple new sets and being like, okay, can we, are we going to be good at this? And I think it's like testing that out of like, if we, if we could, if we see that there's potential here, then let's spend more time on it. But if we're more successful in other things or other attacks, then, you know, it's always the battle of like, do we just work on those and not try to get good at everything? So you're kind of like trying to figure out where your potential is high and maybe where it could be higher in other areas and like how to diversify your time, you know, because mm-hmm. you can spend a lot of your time on something and then another thing starts to go and you're like, okay, I've got to spend time on that. So it's like, how, how many plates do you need to keep spinning? You know? Right. It's like um, my golf game, but yes. it's not good, but it's everybody's golf game. Yeah. 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 We yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's some, there's another point I was going to make about that, but it'll come to me later. Forgot what okay. it was. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to put Aaron to the test right now. Some things that I wrote down and he okay. doesn't even know I'm doing this. I'm putting yes, him on the spot. Okay. We're just going to troll Aaron. Yes. Troll Aaron podcast. You know, lifelong friends. We can do that. Yeah. Okay. Blocking and back row defending. That is a focal point that you guys are working on right now. Yes. No. Um, yeah, well, we're three days in, um, but you know, we're, that's actually, when did you talk to him? Cause that's actually in the practice plan tomorrow. So I talked to him a week ago, maybe. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, perfect. Um, and I think perfect. Well, I, it won't be out tomorrow. So the girls won't know. Okay. Um, and I think he, he also talked about how blocking and back row defending is an area that um, uh, you guys want to get uh, kind of, I need to go back and listen, but you guys want to focus on a little more. Is that true? Yeah, I think um, just, I think with that, those two skills that encapsulate both those skills is like really great eye work. And so I think like being great at both those things um, also means that you are seeing the game well. And so I think in that, just really trying to teach girls and get them to understand like what they're seeing and what they're looking at and what they're reading in the game. So I think blocking for me is not so much like, a. Um, I think like also probably his intent and in saying both those things is just getting our team to play smart and to understand like on their own kind of what's going on in the game. Um, and I think also with blocking and defense, like if we're on offense, if, or sorry, if we're on defense, we're serving, hopefully we're in a blocking defense read a lot because that means we're serving a lot, which means we're scoring a lot of points and we're, we're on that side. But, um, you know, if we're going to score a lot of points and be serving a lot, which is the goal, um, you have to be good at that first line of defense. And then if we can be good at that first line of defense, that becomes our first contact. So that's kind of like the other thing I was talking about of like being great in service. We've been working on that a lot this last week, but then with the blocking defense stuff, um, you know, that first round that the ball comes back over, if we can capitalize on that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that that puts us in a really 
good spot. So yeah, I'd agree with him. I think that first line of defense um, or that first contact back over is a blocking defense deal. So you're always kind of the cool thing. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. The cool thing about volleyball in comparison to like football, when you were saying talking about volleyball school, like football, basketball, um, maybe tennis is, is similar to us, but, uh, in that sport, but like in basketball, cause I played basketball and then like in football from watching, like everything is very set and it's very, um, you know, uh, drawn out and, and it's, it's laid out for you and it's this cookie cutter, you know, and then, um, where it gets crazier games get exciting is when you get into those scramble plays or you get into that, um, you know, decision where you see players making those intuitive decisions that are maybe outside the box. And what's so fun about volleyball is like, you have this strategy that you're trying to go towards, or you have maybe an area of the net that you're trying to attack. Um, but it's so live all the time. Like you're always in transition. You're always in a scramble play really. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's what makes volleyball so fun is it's not so prescriptive. It's not so like in a box, this is what we're doing. Ready, set, go. It's just very like, here's the direction that we want to go, but you really, the athletes really have to be creative and they have to think on the fly and it's very random. So I think that's, what's fun about it. I agree. I, because, and, and I've noticed this over the past few weeks, women's volleyball is a lot more interesting for people to watch because the rallies are long and where, I mean, where I would love to be able to jump 12 feet high and slam a ball down as hard as I can, but you know, it's not fun to watch (laughs) six, 10 dudes, you know, do that. Um, every time, you know, it's where we can watch a scramble and watch the athlete, you know, do that. Yeah. You've, you mentioned serving, sorry, go ahead. Oh, just that men's and volleyball are very different games, both unique and cool in their own ways, but yeah, super different. Yeah. I meant, I've heard you mention serving multiple times. Yeah. So are, are you guys going to be like the best serving team around? Um, something I've learned at coming to Fresno um, or not learned, but just like been able to think about things in a different way is um giving girls freedom to explore the serve like different types of serves. And then, um, Aaron and I were just having a description or, um, sorry, a discussion about serving the other day and just like terminology and all of that. And just learning from him. Uh, I thought we were talking about the same term and we were not, and it was actually another type of serve. And so I was like, Oh, there's an, another way to phrase it. Um, and so just learning, even learning from him about, just different terminology and what, what we want to go for with serving and serving is something that I've always been really passionate about. I ran a six, two in college, um, which meant that I was only in half the time for my last serving a five, one, my freshman year. And then the last few, um, one of our setters came back from being hurt and she was really good. And so we, we, um, split time. And so serving was like the way that I could stay on the court. And so selfishly. And so when I would go in, like if I served longer then I got to play more rallies, right? Like, and so when I missed a serve, it was just the worst because then the three went by and I was out again, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I just learned to get really passionate about it and was always trying to find ways of acing the other team and like being able to score. And that was kind of my way to like be able to attack the ball a little bit. Um, so I've always 
loved it and I've loved like thinking about it and, and emphasizing it, but I think it's just been emphasized here at Fresno state in a different way. That's actually really incredible. Like this is one of the reasons why I came here is to learn a different way of doing things, but you know, just, they've done a really good job of looking statistically at like where you're serving and like what balls are more easily returned um, to you. And so maybe not thinking about like serving as tough as you can, but serving rather a spot and seeing, letting it, letting the game kind of take care of itself. And so that's been something that I really learned, um, just better how to talk about it with athletes. But I think if you can serve the ball in a lot and you can then once you get good at serving it in, like pick up the pace and get comfortable, that's your in-serve is a really, um, great pace ball that floats. Then, I think you can be a really, really effective team and you can make up for areas that you're maybe not as good in, right? Like if you're a smaller mm-hmm. team, if you're a good serving team, like then that's great. That's going to help you out a lot. Yeah. It's really, it's really interesting to think about. I've never really thought about serving. If you have a good serve, you put the team, the opposing team in a bad spot right away. It doesn't yeah. have to be hard. It could be well-placed So yeah. Yeah, It's, it's a not a skill. Thing. I think that people think that you need to work on a lot, but when teams miss a lot of serves, it's like the first thing you notice in a match. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh my gosh, there's so many serves. That's why high school volleyball is hard to watch. It is. Yeah. At times. Yeah. It's, yeah. It can be. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, the high school volleyball I watch, I know you go, you watch high level high school volleyball. No, I, I think, well, I think serving at any level, like, yeah, I think high school there's college games. I know I was a, I was an offender. Like, there's games where just, and then it gets mental because like you miss one and then the next time you're in, you're like thinking about it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, and then you miss another one. And it's like, no, no, we actually had this um, highlight video that was made for us in college. And um, my parents, they're the best ever. And they'll come to all of our games. Probably they're great. Um, but they, <laughs> there's this like shot of, of both of them, like putting their head in their hands when I missed the serve. So the guy who was filming, like learned to look at them after I'd missed the serve. And still to this day it's on the video but, but um he like i missed a serve and he panned over on the highlight film and they're both just like disowning oh, no. me as a daughter <laughs> that was too good it's pretty funny I should find it. it it built character right it built character yeah. yeah my dad was a coach so it's like you know oh. I, I i learned quickly <laughs> oh boy quickly. i bet yeah <laughs> oh well let's talk the the team as individuals now so yeah. Um, well, before, actually, before I do that, how has, um, the, the coaching, you coming in as coach, I saw no girls left because of the coaching change. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that says something about you, but what does that mean for you as a coaching staff when you don't have to, um, you know, work with girls moving in and out and transferring and things like that? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a different world today. I think um, the transfer portal is something that wasn't, you know, ever a thing when I was in college. And I think transferring was much more of a taboo topic. Um, You didn't really want to transfer. You didn't, it was something you avoided at all costs. And now, you know, I see that the benefits of having the portal a little bit, you know, there's pros and cons, I think, to everything, but gives a little bit less pressure on this like big college decision, but you know, maybe the disadvantages of it are it's easier for you to lose players. And so I think that's why culture is really important. Um, to really emphasize it. I think if girls are belong and they know their role and they know that they're valued, like it's going to be hard to leave. Um, that's also part of my philosophy too is, and I know Jonathan was really passionate about that of like, 
just not wanting kids to be in the transfer portal. And so I think that speaks volumes to him that they also um, didn't jump ship. And so, um, yeah, I mean, super big blessing. I think, um, it was helpful being here for a couple months. And I don't think it's just all truly because of me, like, you know, Hardy has done such a great job and he's um, staying and so grateful for him. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different reasons why I think this feeling, this program's appealing. Um, but it helped being here for a couple months, just for me personally to get to know a lot of them. So it wasn't just like, okay, I'm brand new and Jonathan's gone and, I had no affiliation with anything. So um, I think that's helped some of the conversations moving forward of just like where we want to go because I knew them briefly beforehand. Um, but yeah, really special group of girls, younger group, and definitely excited and passionate about getting better and growing. And they are a competitive feisty bunch. So that's really great. Like it's fun to be able to work with kids that want to win and, you know, want to improve. And, um, you know, it's something Jonathan told me about them before I took the job. So I think they want to build something, they want to stick together and they really enjoy each other. And so I think that's something that I'm trying to, um, enhance and build and continue to build. Mm -hmm. Now. Okay. Individual players. I know you have some older girls that you played last year and they did well yeah. last year, but yeah. who are, who are you looking forward to, uh, getting to watch play this upcoming season? Yeah. This question's always so hard for me because <laughs> I don't know. I always, um, I want to celebrate those that had those successful seasons on the court. And then I also want always girls that maybe are pushing for a spot or, um, you know, didn't see as much time, but, you know, are striving for that to know that they're valued too. It's just mm -hmm. so I think something, another part of my philosophy, I'm like remembering all these things now that I'm talking to you, it's hard to kind of encapsulate it all into one, but another kind of phrase I use all the time is like practice is where we have to be our best. And practice is actually what really matters. Like the games are the fun part. The games are the part that you dress up, you put on clothes that you don't normally wear and you go out and you perform. And there's people that aren't with you day to day that are watching. And so that's like the celebration. Um, but that's not the part that really matters. The part that really matters is practice and the behind the scenes things. And when people don't, um, see what's going on and happening. And so it's like, I always want to emphasize that as being like, that's the time that is the most important. So, you know, but I don't want to shy away also from the girls that, you know, had some really great recognition last year. Um, someone that sticks out to me just in regards to that is Grace Doyle. Um, you know, she went and did the national team tryout, um, which I think is such a great um, just exposure for our program. And, you know, I was talking to um, coaches about her experience there and just what they thought and how she did. And um, when I was out recruiting and just the things people had to say about Grace and um, just the type of talent she was playing with and she was in there doing just as well as other middles that were there. Um, I mean, she's a top notch player. And so it's so fun when you get to send players like that with other great players around the country and she's doing just fine. So um, she's going to be helping us a lot. I think she has a lot of range. She can play a couple different positions. And so we're kind of looking at that and she's, she's doing some great things. That's kind of what we were exploring this week. Um, but yeah, she's going to be someone that is really fun. I think Brooke Cowie is coming into her own. Um, you know, she's a year older and been with this program for a bit and, um, uh, yeah, saw some time last year. And so I think she's 
I'm gotten really strong over the summer and um, it's kind of flipping the ball around. So yeah, I think she has some, some great potential here and um, just being has already kind of had some experience leading the team. And um, yeah, Ella is someone that saw some time last year and I think she has um, some great promise of being able to, to um, continue kind of where she finished off last year. So there's some players that, um, you know, scored some points before I'm kind of going off of that um, from what I've seen and watched and, you know, um, looked over um, and just briefly what I saw in the spring, but um, just as far as in regards to last season, I think those are, you know, a few returners that are coming back um, that have gotten better. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm, I've looked at this team and I'm really excited about this team. I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. You and I both. <laughs> so the season's approaching fast. Yeah. What is the expectations for the season? I know obviously go undefeated, win all the championships. Yeah. That's what you want. But um, what, yeah, what are uh, all. yeah? What are some uh, team goals that you have for this season? Yeah. So it's funny you asked this question. We just had a meeting about this, and you know I want to give them some buy-in on like what they want to do this year. But I think just being new and and kind of telling them like we, actually we had meetings with them last spring. And we asked them like what what do you want for this team this year? And the common theme was the mountain West tournament. Like we want to make a crack in the mountain West tournament. And I think goals should always be um, challenging, but then also attainable at the same time. So, you know, every team in the country can't have the goal of winning a national championship. It would be nice. Um, but that can be Nebraska's goal right now, you know, for us right now, where we're at, we want to crack that tournament. And I think that that's totally doable for us, but also it's a stretch because the mountain West is good. So, um, you know, no team, every team is a challenge every single night. So, um, I think that's a start for us. And, you know, maybe as years to come, we talk about building something special as years to come, those goals can change and those can develop and evolve. And, um, but for where we are right now, like that's a huge goal of everybody's. And so, um, you know, in that I kind of wrote out three things on a piece of paper and I said, be above 500. Um, because I said, if you want to be in that tournament, like you have to, um, you have to be above 500. And so, um, working towards that and looking at some of these preseason games that we can win, I think are going to be really helpful. Um, I think another like caveat to that goal is, you know, in conference, can you beat a team twice? Like not splitting with teams is really, really helpful. So if you can get them the first time, can you get them the second time? Um, and especially in their home gym, you know, so what does that look like? So I think that's kind of a focus as we move into what is being above 500 look like and winning's also really hard. I learned this coming my first few years being a head coach. It's like, it's super hard to win. And so, um, you know, I think it's easy to look at records and, and criticize and, all these things. And it's super hard to win at the college level and especially in a conference like the mountain West. So, um, that is a, is a great goal, I think for us. And then, um, building something special together, I think is culturally a goal that I have for this team. And, um, in that, I think to able to continue to build and train and, and be together, um, I think we have to stay healthy. And so, um, that's another goal. You know, we don't have like the biggest roster, um, I've ever coached as far as like numbers on the team. So really staying healthy is another goal of ours and really being great about our care, um, for ourselves and, and keeping that up. So that's another one. And then, um, having fun. So those were kind of like three big ones that I wrote for them. Um, you know, the numbers, above 500 being healthy and, um, and having fun. So I think those are the yeah. three. And it's, and it'll be a lot easier to have fun too. If you're above 
500 winning yeah, games. Yeah, I think winning helps. And yeah. I, don't, I think it's, it's you don't want to like over stress it, you know, but I think having an idea of where you want to go is okay too. Cause then right. you know what you're working for. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I think that's all you're going to get from me. Is there anything else that you want to share? Actually? Okay. I lied, but I got one more thing oh, no. for, okay. for, for the younger girls that are maybe their goal is to play for Fresno state women's right. volleyball team one day. What, what advice would you give to them? Yeah, I think, um, it's funny. I'm thinking about myself, like thinking about college and, and that, and what that process entails. Um, I think just being, yeah. What kind of, what kind of habits are you building right now to make you successful in college? And I think those habits start when you're young and, you know, are you willing to do the things that no one else is doing, um, when no one's watching or, you know, are we in this, like, look at me, you know, culture of like, must post every workout must (laughs) show off this and that, you know, like I think the athletes that are pretty gritty and that, you know, end up being successful later on, they just put in the work and they are, um, quiet, hard workers, you know, and I think they get that confidence because of their preparation. So like what building blocks are you putting in right now in order to, you know, be viable to be an asset later on, on a college roster. And maybe it is Fresno state. Um, something I love about both of our, um, committed 23s right now, which I can't say who they are, but something I love about them is that they, um, just like love volleyball. They're just gym rats and they play a lot and they, aren't flashy and they work really hard. And so that's something that, um, yeah, it's super exciting. So, you know, they sound perfect for Fresno state. By yeah, the way. for sure. Yeah, Not flashy yeah. and work hard. I love it. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> so ba- basically what I'm hearing is I need to go get a flip phone and just go to work. <laughs> yeah. <that> right. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. I sound very outdated, but you know, no, no, I okay. I'm all for it. I I'm all for it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, coach, thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with me and teaching me about volleyball and um, telling me about the season. I'm, I were excited. Um, when, now, when does the season start? We are first, um, we leave the 22nd of August. So in almost a week, um, for South Carolina. So we'll be, we'll be out there for a week and then we come back and we host our, um, home tournament over Labor Day weekend, which will be a fun tournament to come to. So that'll be in Save Mart, um, the second and the third. Okay. Expect everybody to be there. Sweet. All right. Well, I guess the only thing left to say is go dogs. Go dogs. Thanks so much. <laughs>